and welcome to another Guildhall School podcast. And here today we're talking about our summer musical Fiddler on the Roof, which is directed by Martin Connor and designed by Adam Wiltshire. It's got musical direction from Stephen Edis and choreography from Joanna Goodwin. And I'm really pleased to be joined by Georgina Beadle and Alex James Cox from our cast today and our sound designer, Charlie Smith. Thanks for joining us, guys. Hello. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm. Uh, so as as far as like classic musicals go, this mm. is right up there. A lot of people know Fiddle on the Roof, but for people who may not know it that well or have never seen a production, can you guys give us a bit of an, an intro to the to the story and how how it all goes? Yeah, sure. Fiddle on the Roof is a uh, story based in a pale settlement in 1905 in Russia. It is the story of uh, Tevia, who I play, and his uh, his daughters and his wife and how outsiders kind of infiltrate their traditions um, through um, through the through marriage and um, there's a riot at some at one point and it's basically just basically to do with um, how how we keep our traditions and mm. how we um, how we grow grow in them as well I suppose yeah mm. yeah would you agree yeah yeah it's also it's a lot about religion. Um, so it's a Jew- Jewish community. Oh yeah, that's quite and important. I never said that, did I? Well, it's <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole point of the bloody thing. <laughs> it's Jewish. Because that I think that's what what he Tevier, the father, he wants to do is keep all his daughters' marriages, marry them to uh, to Jewish men, but some of them mm-hmm. meet non-Jewish men, and that becomes a bit of a question. Mm. Or on whether he should let his daughters marry for love or whether he should set them up with people who he thinks are suitable in the religion and in the community. So, yeah, it's a big, big question. And it's also, I think, still a very uh, relevant show for today, even though it was written in 1964, Mm. I think. And it's a, a show that people kind of associate with like you know the bright lights of broadway and all that kind of thing but actually the heart of the show um is something that i think still resonates today and and the whole thing at the end of the show which i hope doesn't spoil anything but they get asked to leave their settlement mm. uh you know becoming refugees and having to find somewhere else to live which is still a massive problem today mm. so actually okay yeah it is a great mm. fun uh broadway mm. show but actually there's something a lot deeper yeah with it within mm. that that resonates still yeah. now i think yeah. I mean, to be, for me, it's yeah, it's this this man's sort of almost decision of you know between his religion and being a father, and so sort of choosing you know having having expectations both as a, as a, a Jewish man, and then the the sign of the the over the times the times are changing, and he struggles to sort of keep up with mm. that and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he sort of has to make that deci- mm-hmm. that choice of, do I do I let my mm. daughters marry for love or do I carry on with what I've been taught or what I've mm. what, I, what my faith is? And so, it absolutely is um, mm. still uh, current to today, yeah. um, as well as some lovely songs along the way. Yeah, it's a real a real classic, mm. which is great. And uh, Georgina, you're playing a grandmother. In this one, so we're giving you like a good good acting challenge on your last Guildhall show. How how has that been for you? Yeah, it's been it's been really good fun actually. I think it's it's the only show in the whole year where I've played someone older than myself. I've played someone actually no, Cherry apart from Cherry Orchard, it's the only show where I where I'm playing older. Um but I'm I'm only on stage as grandma for about two or three minutes. But it's been really fun. Yeah, it's quite quite a bizarre sequence, the dream sequence where all these strange things happen and people coming on and 
yeah, it's been an interesting thing to discover physically mm. um, on how, how she moves and and how she relates to people in the space. And um, yeah, it's it's been really interesting acting wise, yeah. You're making the most of your yeah. kind of three minutes of grandmother. Oh, on yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> And uh, Alex, Tevye is quite an iconic role in yeah. musical theatre. How have you approached it? Have you tried to stay away from yeah. other representations? Yeah, of it? I have. You, yeah. I haven't. I haven't seen the film, mm-hmm. um, but I have listened to uh, the, the the recent Broadway cast quite a bit before before we started rehearsals, just to get used to the songs. Mm. Um, so I'm sure that's influenced me in a way. Um, but I, I, yeah, I've really tried to not take anything from any any you know too many too many of the places i was really kind of um aware that that there sometimes uh the idea of tevy being portrayed as a bit of a clown or or, or that kind of thing i wanted to kind of you know root it in something a bit deeper than that mm-hmm. obviously it's a very funny part and the, the comedy in the in the show is, is fantastic but i think with him you know he's just a really he he strives to be a good father and a good man and and kind of leads with his heart into a room first and 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 he's just he's about love and so that is kind of why where i started with the, with the part and um and actually i was very fortunate because i got to speak to danny burstein who who was the 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 guy who played tevy on broadway last mm. um and he sent me a really lovely email with some nice advice oh, on it, um, which was, yeah, really good. Yeah. And uh, and how are you guys finding the, the contrast between working on this big showstopper musical and the other productions we've done this year? Is it a nice, enjoyable yeah, thing to, a, to end on? Or? Yeah, it's a really nice change. And it's really great to be doing so much movement. And there's a lot of choreography and singing and just coordinating those two without being too obsessive about very particular acting choices, just being very physical and just knowing where you're going, what are you doing, mm. which box are you moving, which bench are you moving. Just it's it's quite nice to be doing something different in that sense, and it's just fun yeah. as well. And uh, Charlie, over to you as sound designer on on the production. What's been some of the inspiration behind the the sound design you're coming up with? Well, the inspira- inspiration for me, sort of as with any sound design for a classical sort of musical is to absolutely try to serve the production as naturally and true to the source as po- as possible. What I try to do and what I've sort of been taught to do over the past few years is not to become a barrier between the person on stage and the audience member mm-hmm. sitting uh, sitting down watching you sing and speak. So it's about it not being obviously amplified. Mm. And so that the audience can connect and absolutely believe that person on stage. And so I try to do that through mainly through audio quality and through um, speaker choice, equipment choice. Um, yeah, I guess as well, sort of an inspiration would be, you know, I've been lucky to work with some people over the last few years. And I guess it's trying to be as good as them, <laughs> which I think I've still got a little way to go. But uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> give it a good shot so, yeah and, and what's it been like working with like martin and adam and the, the oh, creative yeah, team and like how's that that process been it's great yeah i mean the show looks fantastic mm. uh it's you know the design is really good and so now it's for me about matching that picture in a sort of sonic world mm-hmm. but one thing that i love about this job is that you get to sort of collaborate with everyone i mean 
in sound, you know, making sure that the speakers, the microphones are in the right place and making sure that that works okay with the look of it and the design of it to, and not in the way of lights and things to speaking to wardrobe about where we put mic packs and, you know, the best options for Mm. that to speaking to actors about, you know, what you need to hear on stage, what's important to you. And then, well, musicians to check to see what they need to hear. We generally deal with sort of everyone really, Mm. because everyone needs to communicate in the show, whether that's technically to each other on, you know, comms and things, or whether that's the actors on stage communicating to the audience. So it's a real collaborative department, I would Mm. say. Yeah, that's what I enjoy. Yeah. Mm. And what 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 are the challenges about trying to to fit this oral world that you're building in with the visual that that's that's there on um, stage? The sort the challenges come with when we sort of the, the big moment for us is when we add the orchestra because of course during tech um the guys have been uh, guys have been rehearsing with uh, a rehearsal piano. Yeah. So suddenly then we just add an orchestra of 29 or whatever up to you know mm. 10 violins uh three trumpets two violas you know uh, and so it sort of doubles the amount of inputs and the amount of things that we've yeah. got coming into the desk and so uh that's definitely a challenge um at that point and then it's just making sure that things are reading to reading well enough um so that it's clear enough mm. um and that we're just supplementing and we're just recreating and lifting the show rather than, you know, I want a violin to sound like that violin in the mm. pit and to come from there in the pit as opposed to it sounding like a string instrument that, you know, could be generic and yeah. I want Alex to sound like Alex. I don't want it to sound like, mm. you know, in, in, in like, you know, other shows where we have understudies, you know, you put an understudy on sometimes and they sound exactly the same. I'm like, no, it needs to be true to that. Mm. specific actor so yeah there there's some of the challenges but there are there are quite a few as we go along (laughs) I always always sort of think of them as little challenges and we just sort of tick off that one tick off that one and eventually it all sort of comes together (laughs) you graduated from Guildhall back in in 2013 as well and what's it what's it like coming back to work on a production here especially like the big end of year music oh it's really it's really great I mean great to see some familiar faces and sort of tutors that uh, were here and so sort of to catch up with them and um, great to work with the students now and hopefully pass on some things that I've learned over the few years that I've been uh, out in the big wide world and also to sort of bring that musical theatre side of things because of course this is the one chance that they get to learn about how it's done there mm. and it's very different to a drama or very different to an opera I think it's a really good time to sort of have the opportunity to learn about live sound Mm. and to work closely with the production engineer who puts the system together for me, to work with the operator who is learning the whole show pretty much from Mm. start to finish. I mean, we don't, I I tried to get a script away from them, so they need to learn the whole show from Mm -hmm. beginning to start. And so, yeah, it's it's really great to be back. And what have been some of your highlights since, since you left Guildhall have there been any Gosh, particularly um, memorable productions oh, there's been I mean everything is I mean there's been so many memorable things every every project sort of brings something new and new challenges I think one one particular one was um, 
show I did recently, which was called Our Ladies of Perpetual Sucker, um, which was started at the National Theatre of Scotland. And I started with it sort of at the very beginning uh, in a rehearsal room in Glasgow and sort of was, you know, told it's going to, do you want to fancy doing this little sort of tour it's doing Scotland and a bit of the uh, Edinburgh Festival and... Then it sort of grew from there, really, and sort of took me to Australia and America and um, the national, uh, and then sort of you, the, you did all, went all over the UK. Uh, then it was in, came into the West End, and so it was really great to be part of something that was a new production mm. that was a bit different to anything else I've ever really worked with before, and so that was definitely a memorable one because I took it from the rehearsal room yeah. the whole on its whole journey another thing would probably be just just assisted on uh, Mary Poppins in Japan um uh-huh. so we did a whole new sound design for for Mary Poppins which was in Japanese of course so it was a great opportunity to learn about language mm. and how to um use interpreters to convey what we needed to get across and to yeah, teach yeah. them the show and the scale of it as well I mean, we were on the 13th floor of a high-rise building, so the theatre was sort of, you know, you had to get in a lift to get up to the theatre. So it, it was all, yeah, it was all very exciting. So, yeah, there would be be a couple. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, back to you guys in the cast, what's it been like having some of the vocal study students in as well who are helping with the, the singing? And yeah, it's nice to have some mm, new, new faces, faces. New, new energies in the room. Mm. Um, we've lost a few people from our year, so... Um, it, it's nice to make up the numbers, mm. um, but yeah, it's they've just really embraced embraced it. I know it's, I realize it's not what they do every day, so it's not what they're used to. But they're they've been great. Mm. And for for you guys in the cast and a lot of the crew, it's your it's your last Guild Hall production as well. How are you how are you feeling about it? Oh gosh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I probably think about it on uh, July the twelfth when it's all done. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm I'm really excited actually. I think you know it's such a joy to do, and I really love doing this. And so far, I haven't really thought about what's after just mm. yet. So I'm just kind of enjoying it in the present moment. Sounds like a very good way to. <laughs> I hope to so. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What are you guys all most looking forward to about opening night? We're a couple of weeks away now. I think a couple of weeks. Yeah. I think it'd be just great when it's all been put together and it's all, you know, a finished kind of product and you've got the band and well, orchestra and the set. I just said I had a little sneak and look, mm-hmm. looks at the set and it looks incredible and the costumes are amazing and I'm sure when all the lighting and sound's all done and I don't know, I think it's just going to be a really great experience for anyone who comes to see it. Mm. Um, we're having such good fun in the rehearsal room so I hopefully if that translates... Um, yeah, you know, during the in, into the show weeks, I think it'll be, I think it'll be great, really yeah. great. Do you agree, George? <laughs> yes, thank you, Alex. I do. Um, <laughs> I think just the feeling of being in such a large scale production. Um, we've only done one other show in Silk Street mm. um, this year, which was Paradise Lost. But for that, they reconfigured the whole stage, so it's going to be really interesting to see how it feels to be on such a yeah huge stage mm. with the orchestra and just just so it's not what we used to so it's mm. i'm looking forward to that feeling i think there's always something nice about opening night as well certainly uh you know for musicals uh sort of everyone's got that adrenaline everyone's mm. yeah you know you, at the moment that you sort of 
you hear the orchestra tuning up and stuff and it's you know having been at the back of auditoriums mixing shows um mm. you always really get quite a nice feel for the with the audience coming in and mm. yeah it's uh there's always something really nice about an opening night so yeah looking forward to it yeah well, massive thank you to our guests for joining us today for this uh, Guildhall School podcast. Fiddler on the Roof runs from the 4th to the 11th of July in the Selk Street Theatre, and you can get your tickets from the Barbican box office and find out more at gsmd.ac.uk slash events. Uh, and we're also doing an audio-described performance and touch tour on Friday the 6th of July, so you can book for that directly at the Barbican box office over the phone or in person. Uh, you can follow and subscribe to our podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, and follow us at Guildhall School on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook to see what's going on here at the school. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you again soon for another podcast. Cheers, Thank guys. you. Thank, Thank you. you.